welcome to the Dynasty Pros Waiver Wire Show. Brought to you by DynastyProsFootball.com, your source for everything Dynasty League football. And now, your hosts, Tommy and Levi. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dynasty Pros Waiver Wire Show, powered by DynastyProsFootball.com. I'm Tommy Harvey. My my co-host is Levi Ellis, who writes the weekly waiver wire article called The Wire for DynastyProsFootball.com. Let's just go ahead and dive right in, shall we, Levi? Yeah, man, sounds good. Let's do this, Tommy. All right, buddy. Um, it, it was announced today that George Kittle is looking like he's he's going to be out for, what was it, eight weeks? Um, yep. Do we have any... Any tight ends out there that that are worth a pickup to kind of take his place? Yeah, man. I mean, as you know, I think the tight end position is just a streaming position all year outside of those top two or three guys. Uh, I think this week is really no different, but there are some guys that I have interest in. You know, Jordan Reed, if he gets activated off the IR and if he, you know, if he suits up this week, stepping in for Kittle, I think there could be some value there. Uh, TJ Hawkinson with Galladay out now for several weeks. He's got a plus matchup this week against Minnesota. Uh, Hawkinson is continuously getting more and more involved in the offense. You know, a guy that I've given up on a long time ago is Evan Ingram, but he actually has a matchup this week with Washington, and they're the 31st ranked uh, defense against the tight end position. So, you know, maybe Evan Ingram, if he doesn't get moved in this trade deadline by tomorrow, um, Darren Fells. I mean, there's a few different guys, but it's, you know, it's like we talk about. It's just a streaming position. So you got to kind of pick your flavor of the week. And, you know, do you go talent? Do you go matchup? How do you choose your, you know, your your streamer? But if Hawkinson's available, he's my number one. I completely agree on that. Um, I think Hawkinson, if he's available, has obviously got to be the the um, number one tight end out there to pick up. Um, I'll tell you another guy is if he gets traded – is David Njoku. Um, he, he wants out of Cleveland. He's been saying it for months, going back to the offseason. If he gets traded to a to a team like San Francisco or Arizona, he could be a big-time pickup. Man, I think you're right. Njoku has got all the talent in the world. I think a big thing will be, you know, is how quickly can he come in and kind of get acclimated to the playbook and to the offense. But – yeah, if he goes to a team like San Francisco, who has a big need right now, who already wanted to have a second, you know, talented tight end, uh, he, he obviously could uh, get on the field quickly. And uh, if he can get up to par with the offense, he could have some value as we make the stretch run to the playoffs. All right, let's uh, move on to our stud or dud portion. We, we, we started this game last week. Um, I thought it, w- it went pretty well, so we're going to bring it back for this week. What do you say? Man, that sounds good. Let's do this. All right. Um, we're going to look at a at, at a number of running backs and wide receivers because that's kind of where, where where everything is right now. Obviously, like you were saying, tight end is more of a stream is more of a streaming thing right now. Um, so, whoever you pick up there, you're kind of just hoping and praying. Um, quarterback, that's pretty much a. Um, if you play in a one-quarterback league, you kind of know who you got. Uh, two quarterback leagues, all quarterbacks are basically picked up by now anyways. Um, so let's really look at running backs and uh, and wide receivers here. Um, first running back w- would be Zach Moss for Buffalo. Is he a stud or is he a dud moving forward? Man, I think he's a stud, and, and here's my deal. Zach Moss was one of my favorite running backs in this year's draft class. I had him at number five overall. 
Uh, so right after the big boys. And this guy's got a ton of talent. He's a tackle-breaking machine. He's proven this year that he can catch the ball. And when he's had the opportunity to play, he has performed well. And this last week was uh, probably the most successful week he's had. Uh, he finished with 14 carries, 81 yards, two rushing touchdowns. I think what was really important is Buffalo gave him the ball inside the 10-yard line for those two rushing touchdowns. It wasn't a Josh Allen tuck and run it in. It was Zach Moss, you know, getting the opportunity, and he converted on those opportunities. So I think that was really exciting to see. He also has some matchups coming up with Seattle and Arizona. Uh, Seattle has a better run defense than pass defense, but we have seen Seattle get lit up on the ground by Alexander Madison just a few weeks ago. So I think it's going to depend on how much they give Moss the ball, but he absolutely is a guy that could be a league-winning player down the stretch here. I would agree with that. Um, he's taken a lot of work away from De from De from Devin Singletary there. Um, he's actually looked a lot better in recent weeks, um, and he's he's obviously going to get the goal line carries just because he's that type of back. Um, so he's going to get he's going to get the touchdowns also. Um, Zach Moss is definitely a stud in my book as well. Um, the next running back, Jamichael Hasty for San Francisco. What do you got on him? Man, I'm going to have to, you know, with with us attributing Stud to being a, uh, a starter, a guy you can put in your lineup, I'm going to have to say Stud right now. Now, I think this is a temporary Stud, so there's a caveat there. He's got Green Bay this week, and we saw what uh, can happen to Green Bay's run defense with what uh, Dalvin Cook did yesterday or, or did this last week. So I think Hasty may be the de facto number one um, for lack of other options on that team. Jeff Wilson's hurt. Tevin Coleman's hurt. Raheem Mostert is hurt. There, there's reports that Jarek McKinnon has tired legs. So he's not involved too much in the offense. I do expect the, the 49ers to make a roster move and, and get another one or two backs in there soon. But, uh, you know, they, they've they got Green Bay this week. It's a plus matchup. They're going to have to run the ball with the quarterback change. Hasty's the guy I want for this week. The next week they play the Saints. That concerns me a little bit more. So get Hasty in, play him the one week, and see what happens. That sounds good to me. Um, Damian Harris with New England is our next guy. He had a uh, he had a really solid game for the Patriots yesterday. Um, I know we we've talked in recent weeks about not really wanting anything to do with that Patriots offense, but the way he's been run, the way he ran yesterday for that for that Patriots offense was it was pretty solid. Man, he was, and you know Damian Harris's biggest issue isn't him you know, himself. It's it's the team. You know, it's New England, just like you mentioned. Uh, they're a team that is just a mess right now. They're a dumpster fire. You, I, I really don't feel comfortable starting anyone. The only thing Damian Harris has going for him is he's got the Jets this week. And if what we've seen from the past with the Jets, um, people can score on them. The, un, the, the thing is, though, is the Jets' rush defense is actually a lot better than people give them credit for. If, I, if I'm a Damian Harris owner in a redraft league, I am selling and I'm selling off this big performance, 16 carries, 102 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. Um, if I'm in a, a dynasty league, he's a guy I'd probably hold on to, see what happens in the future, because I do think Damian Harris has talent. But even in redraft, I'm going to go dud just because I have no uh, interest in rostering him with the Patriots' uncertainty and which back they use which week, plus the just the absolute mess they are. And I think a lot of people are going to think the Jets is a good matchup. And in actuality, I don't think it's a great matchup. They have the Ravens the next week. So that should scare you a little too. Man, you hit the nail right on the head right there. I'm I'm scared off on any Patriot at all. Uh, like you said, for one, you don't know which running back is going to get the bulk of the carries. You don't know what their game plan is going is going to be from week to week. Are they going to come out having to throw the ball? Is there are they going to come out trying to run it because they know they can't throw it? 
just who really knows. Um, that's uh, pretty much it for the running backs. Uh, let's move on to the wide receivers. I got if he if this guy is available, which for, since this news came out last week, I, I would assume he's probably been picked up in the majority of leagues. But but Antonio Brown for Tampa Bay. Man, this may sound cliche, but I am all in on Antonio Brown. You know, this guy, we have seen the talent that he has. He is a generational talent at the wide receiver position. As far as we know, he's staying out of trouble recently. There's been reports that he's been living with Tom Brady. We know that Tom Brady has an affinity for Antonio Brown, that they've always wanted to play together. We got to see one game of that last year, and it was very successful. You factor in that Godwin has an injury right now. Mike Evans has not been playing like himself, whether it's due to injury, poor performance, whatever the case is. I think that when he gets into that offense, I think not only is Bruce Arians going to have him in the game plan, but I think Brady's going to look to him. And I think this is Brady's new Julian Edelman, new Wes Welker, whatever you want to call him. But he's going to be the most talented wide receiver Brady's ever played with outside of Randy Moss. So um, I think A.B., we know the guy stays in shape. I think he could be huge if he stays out of trouble. Well, they didn't sign him to just keep to, to not throw him the ball. He is obviously a grade A pass catcher. Um, he's also a grade A headache. Um, but they have as long as they can <laughs> control that, um, I, I, I think he'll be fine. Um, Brandon Ayuk for the 49ers. got a ton of run yesterday. Looked really good. What do you think of about Brandon Ayuk? I think with as, as long as Debo's out, yeah, I think Brandon Ayuk's going to be the number one pass catcher in that offense now that Kittle's out as well. Uh, they do have Green Bay coming up. They got New Orleans after that. I think there's concerns, of course, with the quarterback situation and the fact that all the Niners' offensive weapons keep going down to injury. Uh, but Ayuk is one of those guys. They will get him in space. They will put the ball in his hands, whether it's jet sweeps, wide receiver screens. Uh, for all of those reasons, I think Ayuk is a guy that can still have value. You know, if he was just a go-down-the-field wide receiver, I'd be really scared right now with this quarterback change and, and no other weapons around. But he's a guy that Kyle Shanahan, he will scheme him uh, to get him open in the offense, and I think he can still have some value. So, yeah, Ayuk is a guy I would definitely own. Perfect. Um, this next guy. He's been really perplexing uh, over the last couple years. He's a guy who was drafted really, really high um, and just never really put it together. But it seems like, like this season he kind of has. That's Corey Davis of the Titans. Yeah, man, you were right. He has put it together this year. And as a matter of fact, earlier today, I was contemplating trying to make some trade offers for Corey Davis in a few leagues where I thought I could acquire him. I did a little bit more research, dug in a little bit deeper, and here's what concerns me. So, number one, I already think A.J. Brown is the more talented pass catcher in that offense. I think Jonu Smith is super talented. But I'm more concerned about the schedule. Here's their next four games. They got the Bears, the Colts, the Ravens, and the Colts again. All four teams have really good pass defenses. We already know that Corey Davis is not going to be the number one option in the pass game. They also love to run the ball. I think Corey Davis is a sell-high target if you own him right now. He's a guy that he may actually have some long-term value in Dynasty. He may be turning it on now in year four. Um, he's, he's never been a guy I've been real high on, but he has performed really well. So if you're going to add him, I think you need to understand that his next four, next four games could be very, very difficult. And if you're in a redraft league, you could just wait it out and pick him up after this four-game stretch. That's probably right. Also, also in Dynasty, I would probably monitor what his situation is uh, in the offseason uh, because sure. the Titans didn't pick up his fifth-year option. So he's, 
he may, he may be moving on to a to a different team, and with another team, he he may be a better target there. Yeah, man, you're right. If he goes to another team, if he signs this off season with uh, the Eagles, the Packers, someone like that, uh, he could have a ton of value. Yeah, um, with Kenny Galladay going down yesterday, uh, Marvin Jones kind of kind of stepped up a little bit and, and and really had a pretty solid game. Is Marvin Jones a stud or or is he a dud moving forward? You know, I think this one is is a tough one. And early in the season, Galladay didn't play, and Marvin Jones did not perform well. And I think that could could take a turn uh, now that we're kind of midseason. I'm going to say stud, and the reason I'm going to say that is, yeah, he had a couple touchdown passes yesterday. They start to seem like they're maybe going to throw the ball a little bit more with Stafford there. They got a plus matchup this week with Minnesota. Um, you know, Minnesota is the 28th against opposing wide receivers right now, 30th overall against the pass. Marvin Jones also has been kind of Mr. November in his career. You know, it seems like he always has that huge three touchdown game and, you know, sometime around Thanksgiving. So he's a guy that I definitely would like to have for the next couple weeks. I just don't know long term. His next four matchups, Minnesota, Washington, Carolina, and then Houston. So he's got some great matchups these next four weeks. I have a little bit of a problem with Marvin Jones just because he's burned me in the past. But if if Stafford's going to look his way, if Galladay is is out, um, Marvin Jones could have really good value. Um, see, uh, moving on, to our next guy on the list is Jacoby Myers. He's quietly put put together a pretty solid last couple weeks, uh, but again, he's just another one of those Patriots. Yeah, you're right, man. He has quietly put together. I actually picked up Jacoby Myers and started him this last week, deep league. Uh, I was absolutely desperate for options, and, you know, he got me about 11 points, so I'm super thankful for that. But, uh, you know, he's got a tough schedule, Jets and Ravens next two weeks. Again, we talked, like you said, Patriots offense is terrible. I think if you're absolutely desperate, um, Jacoby's going to get some chances just because Edelman's out, Harry's banged up, and and that offense needs playmakers. But uh, he is definitely not a guy – on my list that I'm targeting, he would kind of be the last option. If you fail to get A, B, and C on your targets, he's kind of, okay, last man standing, you take him on a minimum bid. The next guy on our list is one of my absolute favorite guys. He was he was one of the guys that I was really high on going in into fantasy draft season. Matter of fact, I even wrote a, a piece on him uh, in the offseason called, a, it was one of my sleeper files. That's Alan Lazard. Um, He's coming off the IR. He was their number two target early in the season, and prior to going down, I thought he looked extremely, extremely good prior to going to being injured. You're right, man. He did. The last time we saw Lazard suit up, he went six for one forty-six and a touchdown against New Orleans. New Orleans pass defense isn't great, but it's not terrible either. So uh, I think the biggest issue to, to watch for on Lazard is really the next um, 20 hours or so, is yeah. and that's the NFL trade deadline. Yep. Do the Green Bay Packers go out and get Will Fuller? Do they go out and get another top-end wide receiver? If they do, I think that could change things for Lazard. But also keep in mind, even if they do trade for someone, this week they play Thursday night. If Lazard's activated, regardless of bringing in Fuller or whoever else, Lazard's going to have meaningful snaps this week if they do activate him. Um, And even if they do bring in another receiver, Lazard could still have value. The guy's got some talent. He's a big dude. Um, and Aaron Rodgers seems to trust him at this point, and, and Devontae Adams can't catch all the passes, um, at least 
you know, he shouldn't catch all the passes. So I guess we can see what happens. But yeah, he's definitely an intriguing guy. Well, even if the Packers do bring in a Will Fuller, Will Fuller's always just one play away from tweaking that hamstring and being out for four games. Man, so you're not I mean, <laughs> Alan Alan Lazard is a he's a massive target um, coming out of Iowa State. I really liked him when whenever he was in college. He was just a big time playmaker and. I don't think anything has really changed in the NFL because he's a big t- he's been a big time playmaker for the for the Packers, especially early, earlier this season. Um, <clears throat> You're right. Our last guy on the list, if he is available, which in I, I know in a lot of leagues he is uh, Yahoo leagues he he is under fifty percent owned. That's Mike Williams of the Chargers. Yeah, Mike Williams came off another really nice game this week. Five catches, 99 yards, a touchdown. He had eight targets. Um, you know, and this is against Denver, who's a pretty good defense. He does have a matchup, uh, you know, the next couple matchups, Raiders, Dolphins, Jets, and Bills. You know, the Dolphins matchup really scares me. I mean, we saw what their defense did yesterday to the Rams. The, the Dolphins' corners are legit. The pass defense is legit. Um, so I think Mike Williams, he's a boomer bust player. If you're going to put him in your lineup, you have to be willing to accept his floor, which is zero points and his ceiling, which is probably going to be 30 points. See, I mean, this is a guy that is true boomer bust. He's an outstanding NFL player. He just lacks consistency right now. He has a tendency of getting hurt. Um, he's, he's definitely a guy that I would add and I would start him. Uh, but you got to be willing to take that gamble on the boomer bust. Absolutely. I know me and Bob were speaking last week on the uh, on the Dynasty Pros fantasy show about about potential trades, and he was super excited whenever I mentioned Mike Williams going to the Ravens. Um, for those who don't know, Bob is a big time Ravens fan, and he loved that idea. Uh, so, so oh. he he's a big fan of Mike Williams. I'm a big fan of Mike Williams. You're a big fan of Mike Williams. I would say go go pick him up without any any type of hesitation. If he has a bad game, oh well, that's just something you, you kind of got to live with. Um, but he has the potential to just have a monster game for you. He does, man, and Mike Williams would be a perfect fit in Baltimore. They need that guy that can go up and pluck that ball out, which is why I've got some interest, you know, in Des Bryant. If he can get acclimated to the playbook and actually get on the field, they need that guy that can go up and get those 50-50 balls and catch those touchdown passes, and that's exactly what Mike or uh, Mike Williams is. Yeah, you mentioned Des Bryant. We didn't have him on the list, but is is Des Bryant a stud or, or a dud moving, moving on the rest of the season? Man, I think for now you have to say dud just because he's on the practice squad. We don't know if he's truly going to get on the game day roster, but the Ravens are lacking a playmaker. They need a guy, like I said, a 50-50 jump ball guy, a guy that's tenacious, a guy that's nasty. And I think Des Bryant can fit those roles. You know, it's said, you know, it's it's been widely noted that he stayed in shape. So if he can come in and get any kind of chemistry with Lamar, if he can uh, learn that playbook, I do think he's a guy that they actually could suit up here in a couple weeks. And, and uh, man, I know it's been a few years since we've seen Des Bryant play football, but that guy has a chip on his shoulder. And I could see him having some meaningful roles. I'm not saying he's going to go out and kill it. Um, but I think he could be a, a productive guy if given the opportunity. I'm a little bit hesitant on Des Bryant just because being a being a Cowboy fan, I saw the last couple couple years he played there, and he his skills just looked like they were declining um, to the point where where Dallas just said, "Hey, we don't need you anymore." Um, then he he went to New Orleans and immediately tore tore his Achilles up. Um, yep. So I'm kind of want to wait and see with him. 
just because sure. I don't know if he has anything in the tank. Yeah, man, I, I don't think you're wrong on that. He is a guy you need to wait and see on. If you're in a deep league, I would stash him just if you got the roster space, it's worth it. If I'm in a, a smaller roster league, yeah, he's a guy you got to leave on the waiver wire right now. There's too many unknowns with him. Yep, yep. All right, we're going to move on to uh, to another topic, players you can drop. Um, not saying you have to drop them, but, but they're players who who you could probably move on from and not, not really miss anything out of your lineup. Um, our first guy, Tevin Coleman. Is that guy ever going to be healthy enough to play? Man, it doesn't look like it. I, I would drop him. I would have dropped him, um, you know, er, well, I'm sure most people did drop him earlier in the year, and they probably picked him back up with all the, the injuries uh, San Francisco had and he him coming back this week. But, yeah, he can't stay healthy. He's not worth rostering. I completely agree. I, I've i never been a big Tevin Coleman guy myself. Even when, when he was with the Falcons, he wasn't overly productive, and he was always hurt there too. So him moving to San Francisco, it's just – it didn't really do anything for me. I, I I never wanted to own him. I just I didn't like him as a player. Um, our next guy on the list is a, is another guy that he just doesn't. He, he's never done anything for me. I don't ever see him doing anything for me. And that's MVS for Green Bay. Um, he's not. He had the opportunity to be the number two guy with Alan Lazard out, and he just never stepped up to be that. Yep, you're right, man. And and now you factor in Lazard's coming back. You got you know Robbie Ton or Robert Tanyan's a lot more involved in the offense. Thurnberger's getting involved in the offense. If they do trade for someone, we've seen Jamal Williams catching tons of passes now. Yeah, MBS. Uh, uh, regardless, if they trade for a receiver, you need to cut him, man. He's he's not worth rostering. Absolutely not. Um, another guy owes a lot of talent. Um, but just won't get the opportunities, in my opinion, is James Washington with Pittsburgh. Yep, you're right. He's he's super talented, uh, but he's not going to get the opportunities with all those pass catchers. And and uh, I would love to see what he could do with Big Ben. You know, Big Ben has always kind of been that deep ball thrower guy, and, and we're kind of seeing that, I think, change a little bit now later stages of Big Ben's career. But uh, James Washington, I think, could have been fantastic um, with with Pittsburgh here, but he's just not getting on the field enough right now. And when he is on the field, they're throwing it to one of the other guys. So he's, you know, unfortunately, he's a he's a waste of a roster spot right now. James Washington seems like to me a, a guy who would have came if if he would have came along five years earlier, he would have been just a monster with Big Ben throwing them the deep ball. You nailed it right there. You were exactly right. If he'd have played with Big Ben when he's a little younger and they needed him on the field a little more, he would have been a beast. Man. Just, they do have Dallas this week, so and everyone's yeah. scoring against Dallas. Everybody you know. <laughs> scores against Dallas. Yeah, so everybody keep that in does. Mind. Yeah, if but, you need a if you need a dart throw this week, you could do worse. Yeah, but but as a as a fourth receiver there, that that really scares me off of them. Well, the thing is, they may be up by so many points after the second quarter. You know, Juju and Deontay and Claypool may all get benched. So. Yeah, but that, at that point, they'll just be running the ball with Benny Snell, just trying to pound yeah. it out. That's true, and Big Ben probably be off the field too. So <laughs> right, be seeing Mason Rudolph in there in the third quarter. Oh man, that dude don't even he don't even deserve to be on a roster either. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's a guy who I, I've been saying to drop for two years now, T. Y. Hilton with Indi- with Indianapolis. He has been non-existent. He, he, you were talking about putting somebody on a milk carton earlier. You could put him on a milk carton. Where where is he at? 
Man, that's a great question. He has been MIA ever since Andrew Luck stepped off the field. Uh, Hilton has not uh, ever been successful, it seems like, with any other quarterback. And as you know, Luck is retired and gone, and Hilton, you know, he's, he's passed his time also. If anything, he needs a change of scenery. He's certainly not a number one wide receiver anymore. Uh, he's a guy you can definitely drop, and I, I think he has zero trait value right now. So you just need to drop him. Yep. Our last guy here. It's a big question mark for me. Do we drop Mark Ingram right now? Man, this one is the the biggest question mark on our list for me too because he has not performed well all season. Now you factor in the injury, and I will say yesterday, J.K. Dobbins looked amazing. Uh, Him and Gus Edwards. Yeah, Yeah, Gus Edwards, Gus the bus looked pretty good, and if you know, if I'm the Ravens, I'm getting Dobbins more involved. That dude was missing tack, you know, tacklers left and right. He was flying out of the backfield. He's got the most speed of this uh, of this group, at least out of these top three guys. But here's my thing on Ingram: if there's better options on the waiver wire, I'm, I'm definitely dropping him. I'm not looking back. If there's not, or if there's similar value range, I might hold on to him. The only thing I wonder is, has Baltimore managed his carries? in order to keep him fresh when they get into the playoffs and they get into these last few games where they're fighting for, you know, the division title. Are they just keeping him fresh because he is a veteran back and then they're going to turn it on and he's going to get 15 to 20 touches a game? I I don't think that's the case, but, you know, it could be. So, and if that's, you know, if he gets 15 carries a game, he's a guy you're going to want to own at some point. But uh, the Ravens offense is kind of messed up right now too. So I'll be curious to see what happens. Yeah, that's – He's a guy that I, I don't really want much to do with just because I, I think Dobbins just has so much more talent, and it's just a matter of time until Ingram starts to get phased out. And I, I think that that time is actually coming really quickly. I would think they should do that. Dobbins looked amazing. Um, he they did. Need to get that, they need to get that kid, uh, get the ball in his hands a whole lot more. Absolutely, and if Gus Edwards is going to average over five five yards a carry, get him more involved too. Yep, he's a beast, man. You don't want to try to take that guy no, down. He's, a, he's an absolute <laughs> Mack truck. Yes, he is. All right, well, I, I think that that's going to do it for tonight. Um, I really enjoyed it, Levi. Um, do you have any parting words for, for anybody? No, I think, you know, there's there's some other guys you can get just real quick on a, you know, if you needed someone for a one-week fill-in, Gus Edwards again this week. Jordan Wilkins might be worth a stash. Jonathan Taylor looks terrible. Jamal Williams probably gets one more start with uh, Jones, you know, possibly not suiting up for Thursday's game. I think that's really kind of speculation right now. I do think Cam Akers is a guy that could have a lot of value at some point. I know Henderson is the main guy, but uh, Cam Akers is a guy that I would be stashing on my bench if I could just because I could see something happening. Odd and Tate real quick. You know, we got the situation if A.J. Green gets traded, John Ross isn't getting played, and whether he gets traded or not, Odd and Tate really could be the number three wide receiver on a team that plays from behind um, almost every game outside of this last week. So Odd and Tate may have some sneaky value late in the year. Uh, those are just some guys that, um, you know, I would throw out there real quick that, that may, have, um, may have some value and they're a little sneaky. Well, that's really great stuff. And everybody, you're able to check that out. It, 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 it's the weekly article called The Wire over at DynastyProsFootball.com. Levi does a really great job writing that every week for us. We really appreciate him doing that. Everybody, we really appreciate you tuning in. Um, as always, stay safe out there. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys.